Welcome to Songs and Stories, the Not For Musicians Only music podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 110 we're up to this time out. Rolling right along into 2011. Well, I hope wherever you're at, summer's treating you well. Um, here on the West Coast, it's officially summer, which means it's foggy, uh, which also means that we'll get sporadic sun, and I'll be doing my best to get out of town and play in places that are sunny. And I'm doing a couple of those next month. If you're um, in the Gilroy area at all, around Gilroy, California, I'll be at a showcase there on September. September. Uh, I'm jumping way ahead of myself. On July 23rd, that's on my show's page, and we'll talk about links and stuff in a little bit. And on July 9th, I'm going to be up in Placerville doing my first appearance at the Cosmic Cafe. And there's a whole theme that runs to that area that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of episodes. I'll be at the Cosmic Cafe in Placerville sharing the night with Tamara Gotti, and we'll both be backed up by the wonderful, talented, lovely Ken Rabaroff on guitar, who's a great guy and very fun to play with. And um, Tamara and I met uh, three years ago, maybe, at the American River Music Festival, and that's sort of the ongoing thread to these next couple of episodes of Songs and Stories. Tamara's a great singer, songwriter, storyteller. We have kind of similar enough styles where I think it's going to be fun to kind of just basically be all on stage at the same time and trade songs back and forth for a few hours. That's going to be a lot of fun. Again, the Cosmic Cafe on July 9th. Uh, that same day, I'll also be uh, on Wesley Robertson's Rockin' and Stompin' show on KVMR in Nevada City, which is down the road from the Cosmic, and you can find that on my site or at kvmr.org. And I'll be spitting these links out at the end of the episode. Um, What's also running through these next couple episodes is the fact that uh, Tamara and I met at the American River Music Festival, like I say, a few years ago. And I've talked about that a lot on this show. And the next couple of episodes are going to feature performers that are also going to be at the festival this year. Uh, Case in point, today we're going to be talking with the wonderful and talented. Everybody's wonderful and talented if you're on my show. Paul Kim and Eleanor McDonald, who, you know, like when you're doing this music thing, you you have a lot of friends in common, but you don't always meet everybody. Uh, but they're based up in Grass Valley, Nevada City area, and bring just a wealth of songwriting and, and life experience to some really great music. Um, they'll be at the festival on Saturday, September 17th. Sharing the main stage with two friends of ours, Keith Greninger and Dan Kai, who are also no strangers to songs and stories. They were on this show way back in, I'm nonchalantly scrolling to my webpage, uh, episodes 85 and 86. They actually came by the house here and talked and played a little bit. So they're going to be doing a just a big in the round with Paul and Eleanor um, on Saturday. And, and also the way the festival works, there's a main stage during the day and then three campgrounds that kind of service the festival. So you camp in camp and you go to the festival during the day and each campground at night has something going on. Um, Paul and Eleanor are playing Friday night at, at, I believe, Earth Track. The same night I'm hosting a songwriter showcase down the road at the American River Resort. Tamara's doing um, a children's songwriting sing-along workshop on Sunday. There's just a lot going on. And Paul and Cam were in Santa Cruz doing a, an appearance at K-Pig a few months ago. No, a few months ago. A month ago. 
And I thought it'd be a good chance to get together and talk and learn about what they do and kind of their latest record and kind of what they bring to the songwriting process. Uh, what you're going to hear about in this interview is this is their ninth CD from The Fire, is their latest release. And we really talked a lot, I found interesting, about playing in loud bands versus sort of doing the quieter singer-songwriter kind of thing that a lot of us do. And both have their strengths and their places. And I think it was nice to hear someone like Paul, who still does the acoustic singer-songwriter thing and the big sort of band thing, talk about both of those and why he likes doing both of them, like as I do too. So Paul and Eleanor, again, are going to be at the American River Resort on September 16th, 17th, and 18th. And you can find out about the festival by going to AmericanRiverMusic.org. And if you haven't heard about it before, it takes place in Lotus, California, along the gorgeous American River in the middle of September, which is the perfect time of year. It's, it's, it's warm. It's not too warm. It's cool at night, not too cool at night. And it combines... Uh, it's really a three-day festival. The first day on Friday is basically... Uh, Hiking, optional rafting, wine tasting, music at night, a great day to settle into a campground wherever you're going to stay. There's music wherever you're staying at that night. And then there's, you know, a two-day festival with um, bands such as this year's headliner, James McMurtry. Um, we're also going to be privy to listening to uh, Ryan Shoup and the rubber band. Again, Keith Granger, Dan Kai, Paul Cam, Eleanor McDonald. Um, the Band of Heathens, the Austin songwriter trio, who I'm going to interview in the next episode of Song of Stories, will be there. Uh, Barry, a band, Blame Sally, and so, just a lot of other fine folks. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to AmericanRiverMusic.org. Uh, in the meantime, let's listen to a little bit of Paul and Eleanor. And I'll remind you that if you're new to Songs of Stories, you can find out about this episode 110 or any of the other information about the podcast, or me, by going to michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. You can learn about um, this particular episode. You can also go back on the podcast archive and listen to an interview with Keith Greninger and Dan Kai, which is back in 85 and 86, about a year ago. So let's hear some music, and then we'll talk with Paul and Eleanor. Uh, let's hear the, the opening track off from the fire called If You Hadn't Been Lucky, and then we'll hear a bit of Ship Gonna Sail, and then we'll talk with Paul and Eleanor about uh, music, songwriting, bands versus doing the quieter acoustic thing, uh, a little bit about Utah Phillips and what to expect at this year's American River Music Festival. It's too hot late in the afternoon someday, and you have forgotten to call again. She's not ready to leave, so you hold her, and that's when you see how it could have been. If you hadn't been lucky, if you hadn't been lucky, softly the wind in your hair smells of play. You are where you should go again 
is like flowing Still being here when the days pretend That you hadn't been lucky That you hadn't been lucky That you hadn't been lucky And Joe Hill said, don't mourn, organize, ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Working on a ship, we may never sail on, ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Working on a ship, we may never sail on, but we're gonna build it anyway. Mother Bluer said, sit down, sit down. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Paul Robeson said, I won't stop singing. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Malcolm X said, Power to the people. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Working on a ship, we may never sail on. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Working on a ship, we may never sail on. But we're gonna build it anyway. Dorothy Day said, swords in the plowshares. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Cesar Chavez said, Viva la huelga! Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Judy Berry said, No more compromise. Ship gonna sail, gonna sail someday. Phil Berrigan said, No more atom bombs. So it's nice to officially meet you. I know we have a we have a lot of friends that come. Do we, Maggie? Maggie, Elisa, and Kimball. Oh, oh Keith, yeah, right. Keith and Dan. Yeah. And probably a lot of other people. Yeah. Probably, there's probably a lot of Nevada City people. You probably, you probably know Wesley. You probably oh, know absolutely. Wesley's, yeah. 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 Wesley's a good buddy. <clears throat> He's great. You know, he, I always tell a story, but I met him at Strawberry. I finished my first CD, and I just walked up, and my friend Karen goes, oh, it's Wesley from KFV Martin. He was cooking. So I go, well, here, see if you like I didn't want to be pushy, and... And he liked it, and yeah. he started playing it. And I've been on his show, I don't know, three, four times. Good. And he said, whenever you're playing up here, you got to come on this show. And I told him I was, I'm going to be at the Cosmic Cafe in July. And he said, we know you're doing it afternoon, right? Cool. I go, can I come back? He goes, you're going to be here. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah. very welcoming. And 
it's a good and show. He becomes, he has a huge listenership. So. Yeah, and he just becomes a great pal. He's good people, yeah. and like a lot of people up there are too. Yeah. You know? Well, one thing I really enjoy about you know that whole town, and I'm sure it's the same in a lot of different places, but mm-hmm. people have a broad sense of music. They they yeah. like Wes, for instance. You know, he loves the rock and roll thing, and mm-hmm. yet he loves what we do, and and he's just he's into music. For the sake of it, rather mm-hmm. than you know one particular genre. Right. I mean, the show may fe- may feature one thing, but yeah. And the, you know, KVMR is full of people like that. Yeah, and it's nice because it's every sh- every show is different, and it's always good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't like it, you turn it off. The next show is something that you might love. Yeah. So it's something for everybody, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So are you? How long you? Were you from originally? For people that don't know you, and how did you get to Nevada City? With the goats and the horses and the dogs and the cats. <clears throat> well, I, sh- I I could start by saying I've been in Nevada City longer than I've been anywhere else in my life. Okay. I think that in some ways the first part of my life was more nomadic than mm-hmm. than the second two thirds or whatever it's been. Um, I came to Nevada City in 1980, okay. and there was a music scene that was happening. I'm sure. Well, before I came, because I know you were you were you know aware of friends of ours that played in bands that I never even saw because mm-hmm. they were they were they had come and gone before I came to Nevada City mm-hmm. so it's been like that ever you know yeah since way back so we met there in 1980 maybe 81 mm-hmm. I was <clears throat> I grew up in Carmel mm-hmm. and, oh okay um <laughs> this is Marky Starks, everybody. <laughs> Emptying the garbage. It isn't a cave to get unless somebody barges in halfway through. But you're, at least you're quiet about it. Don't mind me. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just the maid. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was. I grew up in Carmel, but then I was. I was fairly nomadic too, and ended uh-huh. up in Nevada City. Yeah. Uh, after I quit college because it just wasn't. I saw no point. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in Nevada City about '74. And um, started singing on a dare, probably '79. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I danced. I didn't sing mm-hmm. before that. So, and then Paul and I met shortly thereafter. Well, there was an open mic that was really popular in in the early part of the '80s, and I guess I don't know how long it actually went. Probably all through the '80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was the beginning. That's of, a good run for an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And, and it was many friendships made there. Many relationships were created there. Bands were created, mm-hmm. and and some of them still exist, yeah. including ourselves. We played first in a in a six piece, all original music dance band. We did mm-hmm. like world, mm-hmm. world music. That is, was this was you know like when Graceland was a pending threat. Oh, okay. And yeah. and there were bands from from San Francisco that were coming up and playing in uh, clubs in Nevada City, doing really high energy world music. That was mm-hmm. you know something that was coming into the country at that yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we played in a band like that, and it lasted a few years. We were, we were I thought we were pretty good, actually. It was actually several years before you even came into it. Well, you, that's right. It was I, the same I, band. <laughs> well, the name was the same. Yeah. Yeah. Eleanor played with uh, um, a bunch of folks that, some of some of them I, I continue to play with to, to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we did that, and then that band fell apart, unfortunately, but we, we kind of continued the the acoustic approach together and, and uh, found that we like singing together when we could actually hear each other. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. I had to stop doing rock and roll. I just could not. I knew, I mean, I, I've su- I suffer from tinnitus now. Oh. So uh, I, 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 but I did learn early on that I had to stop. Mm-hmm. But Paul continues to go out and play in various bands. Yeah, I didn't learn that lesson at all. <laughs> so you still play a lot what? of different <laughs> Yeah, I do, I do. I, I, I've played in uh, several different bands, including a... Um, Grateful Dead cover band that 
had a good long run and, and uh, a band that does a lot of New Orleans and, and reggae and, and uh, just about everything. And, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, bands are fun for for that high energy healing dance thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of look at it that way. I mean, yeah. even though some sometimes you're playing in a bar and you got to fight your way through the the mess of what that can be. Yep, it's a whole different animal. But but still, yeah. in all, I think that the um, I see a benefit in in that in that approach to music um, as well as as the the more you know the quieter thing that that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and again, you play if you play in a, a bar to a to a bar crowd that maybe wants to hear songs they know. Sometimes or just some things they can move to, or you play to a listening crowd where the lyrics really shine. So it's just right. they're, they're just different animals. Yeah. Yeah. They both have their place. They do. They yeah. do. So this is the, the newest CD. Is from, I like the new CD. In fact, I was going to talk about a couple of songs, but how many records have you recorded together? And what's sort of your, is it a co-writing process, a writing process, or do you both kind of bring stuff and see what works I'm for the particular? I'm more the editor. Paul, okay. definitely, it all goes to Paul. It comes from, you know, so I, mm-hmm. I see it as divine inspiration. Mm-hmm. But this is our ninth CD together. Wow. Yeah. Since, I think the first one was in 86. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, Paul can speak more to the writing mm-hmm. process, but I'm more, um, sometimes I help keep the poetry on track so that it's not, because he's an incredible poet, and we mm-hmm. jokingly called ourselves neo-impressionist folk music for a long time, because <laughs> sometimes you kind of have to stand back to get the big picture. Just like yeah, oh, and someone says, what kind of music do you yeah, play? Exactly. Well, we joked about that, Yeah. Right? But, but we likened it to the great masters that you have to stand back from. If you stand up close, you can't right. get at all what it's about, yeah. and... So I think that that's just, uh, you could probably explain better. But. No, I think that that actually was, <clears throat> it was born in a creative sense of that idea, but also because both of us are a little reticent to fall, you know, to jump, to dive into the whole thing of, well, what category do you, would you yeah, like to be tough. in? Yeah. And so we... Oh, you're folk. Well, not really. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And in 86 <laughs> or 90, it, it pretty much was... Folk, yeah. and we weren't. Yeah, we just were not, and so we created neo-impressionist folk music, yeah. and actually would find ourselves online at the time it was just beginning to be a thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like, wait, look, there there's there's a category neo-impressionist folk music, <laughs> we're and we're the only ones in. Ones it. In yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, so kind of cute. Was kinda Make fun. up your own label. But then people kind of, I think that it didn't really resonate with people, so we just went back to modern folk music. Yeah, but I think that. I've always been obsessed with songwriting, almost to the point where um, uh, it, it's like Eleanor likens it to um, an old car barreling down a dirt road with pieces of paper flying out the window. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, I've had enough of that one, had enough of this one. And I think it, were it not for her involvement, I, I would stop short of fully realizing some of the ideas that, that we end up with as songs. And I think the benefit of our collaboration is is maybe different than co-writing, which a lot of times is defined by people actually working together mm-hmm. in the same room. Right. And I think that more more to the point with what we do is that is that I can bring raw material to the table, and then and then we dis- discuss back and forth whether it's to the point, mm-hmm. and whether it's something that that both of us feel like we could get up on stage and, and believe in. So mm-hmm. that's that's important to me, <clears throat> not being a songwriter. Right. Um, that, that I, I see stage as almost like a sacred space mm-hmm. and I want to be able to be totally involved with whatever it is that I'm singing sure. and 
whether it's political or environmental or uh-huh. just about love or people, whatever, I want to feel like not only am I in it, but it's it's going to touch people. Right. And, so, and it, it's a piece you're going to be singing over and over. Yeah. Am I going to want to sing this song for the next several years? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. that's some people can just have fun with it. And I yeah. just am so, I'm pretty picky about that. Yeah. And But luckily, Paul's an incredible too. writer. Yeah. And, and the editing process is really important. I think for me, I kind of like both, but I think I always tell people that I think I enjoy it most when the song's done, then I start playing it, then I start tweaking words. Yeah. Because then you're really honing it. And, you know, I mean, you'll, you'll see a lot, you probably see a lot, you'll see songwriters, you'll see pieces perform, and you'll think, you know, if you cut a verse or maybe took these out and added a, just hone it a little bit. That's what I've been going through for two years yeah. now, editing a novel that I've been writing. And, yeah. and I liken it exactly to that process, except yeah. it's in a, on a longer scale. But yeah. it is, you're fine, you're spit polishing yeah. and, and sanding off the rough edges and in making fact, it so it's totally beautiful. Yeah, in fact, songs on, on this CD I'm giving you is there's, a, there's I think two or three where I, you know, I had verse, I had bridges and all of them and I, I thought, it's not really doing anything, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, you know, I wrote what I thought were these clever lyrics, but I'm like, take them out <laughs> take them out <laughs> that's brave that, yeah. To do that. yeah but uh but i don't want to give and we kind of bicker over that sometimes yeah. in our process because yeah. he he believes that every word is is there for a reason yeah. and so yeah and to me but if you can make just as strong an emotional point in three minutes versus yeah. four it's a better song sometimes right. some not always but yeah, yeah i agree yeah yeah well i think you know i think as writers we're, what we wrestle with in part is is the idea that which part of this is 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 the part that's coming through from that unknown place mm-hmm. and, and which part is the part that I go that's a good idea but what what about this mm-hmm. and and as you say you know I, I might try to get clever and involve myself too much in the in the gift that was given in its pure form yeah so that's part of the thing I that we beat wrestle. That back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Where's <laughs> my editor? There she is. But what about me? Here's the red pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, this goes with anything too. But it's like if those words are that good, you'll probably you could probably use them somewhere else, somewhere else down the line. Yeah. True. Which often happens too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the new record is um, from the fire. I really liked. Well, I like the whole thing, but I think. Um, I really, really like Ship Gonna, Gonna Sail. And when I was listening to it, when the drum came on, I just, something told me, that sounds like Joe Craven. It sounds like something <laughs> Craven would do. It's crazy enough. Yeah, but it's cool. And it's just, it, you know, it's, talk it's, about that song. It's, yeah. It's his face. He's yeah. playing his face. He's amazing. He, he truly is. I mean, and the human was, beatbox, but he does it. He, I don't think anybody does it better no. than Joe Craven. And he yeah. does it with such joy too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is great joy to work with in the yeah. studio. We had more fun with him than I've ever had. <laughs> that that particular track was a real gift too, because it was a song that was written by the words were written by Utah Phillips, oh, who's okay. a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. At, a, at a time when his hands were were um, crippled with, uh, I'm not even sure what condition you'd call it, but he couldn't open them all the way. He couldn't play guitar at that time. Yeah. But he was still adamant about writing words, mm-hmm. telling stories. And he gave these pages of lyrics to uh, a number of songwriters in the Nevada City area and perhaps elsewhere too. But he wanted to encourage us. He wanted to get his songs out there, but he also oh. wanted to encourage us to get involved in in the legacy of what he was trying to right. keep alive. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> we put music to this song, mm-hmm. and 
he kept doing it. But it's a really nice harmony too. Yeah. Mm. Well, the words are the, the inspiration behind "Ships Gonna Sail" is is a sentiment which needed to be out there, and, yeah. and, and yet we couldn't find our voice. Even mm-hmm. It was written to do at at uh, peace rallies because we did a lot mm-hmm. of peace work with Utah for mm-hmm. years, and uh, in the in the local peace center, yeah. Nevada County Peace Center, and um, he wanted it to be a rally song, and we're. We're really uncomfortable in that role. We will sing it, you know. We're political, and yeah, we definitely yeah. put it out there. But I, I think that it was shoes that we couldn't comfortably fill. Yeah. So it wasn't until we decided we, to drop the guitar part and just try to sing it a cappella. And yeah. Joe happened to be there one day at the Kate Wolf Festival when we were uh, doing it. It yeah. was the year after after Utah yeah. passed away, and, and they had created the Utopia stage. Mm-hmm. And so we were playing, and then we we figured, you know, we have to do this song yeah. to honor the man and to honor uh-huh. what his what his beliefs were. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, so Joe was there, as Eleanor said. Joe was there, and and we thought we need help with this. Yeah, I think we need help with this. And Joe said, "Yeah, I'll do that. Just show me what kind of groove you want." And I thought he was going to play drums. Right. So I started scratching <laughs> out a little th- something on my guitar, and all of a sudden I look over, and he's just smacking his cheeks and and having at it, and and. And, I'm and surprised we, his face isn't red half the time because yeah. he plays his face. I don't know. Yeah. I don't he know. must have like cheek calluses built up or something. Like yeah. We'll find out next time we see him. Yeah. So we did that that day and uh-huh. it was one of those brilliant moments and afterwards we looked at each other and went, no one taped that, did they? Oh. Yeah. So when we made the record, we called him up and said, do you remember that day? Would you do this with us? Mm-hmm. And he was, he was willing and came up and it was like one or two takes. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Just amazing experience. Yeah. Fun, yeah. Great track. Too. And Utah was really good at making us do these songs. Um, there's another, he's given us a few <clears throat> sets of lyrics mm-hmm. to put music to and we've recorded a few of them. But um, he's really good at giving you things that he then expects you to learn about. And mm. so all these people that are mentioned in Ship Gonna Sail are all the people that we don't really learn so much about in high school mm-hmm. history. They're not right. really much mentioned in the history books. And so, you know, of course, we're going to do this song, Vito. We've got to start learning about these right, people. Right, So hopefully yeah. anybody who hears it will go, Well, to sing it with conviction and really know what you're singing. It's kind of like doing a dramatic piece. You want to know if you're doing some, some monologue, you want to know what you're talking yeah. about. Same thing right. with doing yeah. lyrics. Very, yeah, very true. Yeah. Quick question for people that might not know. Talk a little bit about who Utah Phillips was. Because this goes to a couple of stations back east too, okay. so people well, might they, not. Well, a lot of the, back east, many people. Yeah. Know, because he he actually got us on the road for the first time mm-hmm. by taking him with him back east oh. to all the folk venues, and many of which mm-hmm. aren't even there anymore. Right. But, um, well, he was a, a troubadour, a troublemaker, a uh, wobbly a storyteller, jokester, a wise man, organizer. I think he was an organizer in, in a in a way that songwriters and, and entertainers can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, storytellers, not so much. Yeah. He was entertaining, but he right. was a storyteller. And, and uh, you know, he used to tell us, they used to have the singers at the rallies in the old days to keep people from getting into fights. You know, it was a way mm-hmm. of focusing the energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just something, that was a gift that he had. He also imparted some words of wisdom that I think that we could share about Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's that that is true. I think that one of the things about Utah any, and anyone who had seen uh, you know him live would understand that while he was deadly serious about many things, he, mm-hmm. he was he was all about having a good time and 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 oftentimes having having a good time at your expense if he could. <laughs> but he you know he would he would often just out of the blue hit you with hit you with humor, um, like you know recounting some some words of wisdom that he was 
passing along from some old guy that he that he would that he would tell a story about, and that was that it's it's a really important thing to learn how to drink whiskey instead of vodka. You know, that way people would know that you were drunk and not just stupid. <laughs> you know, I like that. He wanted to have a good time, yeah. and then he could help you get serious. And right. that was something that you know I really respect. That. Yeah, that was really because he would talk about some hard stuff. And mm-hmm. He was really passionate about justice mm-hmm. and peace mm-hmm. and the working man and woman mm-hmm. and the poor yeah. and the homeless. And he he would beat the streets to see how people were doing, and really gave his whole life to. Um, causes much greater than himself and mm. he's very loved for this mm-hmm. and we all miss him a great yeah. deal yeah. you know that thing about having a good time I remember at the, uh, at the strawberry music festival I don't know it must have been like the last year he was like three years ago yeah, I think he's been gone three years now. he did a main stage set and he did a workshop and we went, we went to both obviously but at the workshop and he had a guitar player with him he did some serious stories some anecdotes and then about halfway we were sitting way in front about halfway through all these this, this serious discussion and talking about what he was what he was about, he started telling this story, and all of a sudden in my head I went, "Oh my God, he's telling moose turd pie." Yes. <laughs> and we're here at K Pig, you know, recording this interview, and I've heard that bit here on K Pig. I don't know, probably at least a hundred times mm-hmm. over the years, and I actually got tears in my eyes because it's just, it's a classic it funny story, and like. I'm watching Utah Phillips tell Moose Turd Pie. Yeah. It was just like this magic strawberry moment. And then he finished that and, you know, it was funny. Then he went on to something serious. Yeah. Right. You know, so he could, he was an entertainer. He could mix it up but still get around to what he wanted to say, too. One of my favorite memories of him, besides um, being one of the organizers of the great Nevada City Peace March that happened the day the war in Afghanistan mm-hmm. broke out, we organized for several months what yeah. we're going to do when we find out the war begins. Yeah. Actually, several weeks. And the plan was to, we were going to have a peaceful march through the town, but at a certain point, 13 of us were going to break off and, and sit in a circle in the middle of town at, at the crossroads. Mm-hmm. And he was the organizer of this. And mm-hmm. actually, we shut the town down for eight hours. 800 people were there, and, and you know he was one of the people hauled off to jail at the end of that. Mm-hmm. But then the other favorite memory I have of him is standing on the street corner of Nevada City, um, usually we see him in his suspenders and his overall yeah, or yeah. his overalls. The classic Utah, kind, Utah. Of, kind of image. Well, my, this was of Utah in a purple flowing caftan with a little beanie cap and his hair, his long gray hair, <laughs> hanging down his back, standing, and he's very tall, uh-huh. standing on a street corner with a clown nose on his face and a, a naked chicken in one hand, just standing there. And as the tourists would walk by, he'd go, quack, 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 quack. And they'd look at him like, he was the crazy man of town and they had no idea that he was like one of the great wonders of the world and they'd run across the street to get away from him and he just had so much fun doing that he was like the emperor of Nevada City versus the emperor of San Francisco yeah yeah. Yeah. and and every once in a while people would go oh my god that's Utah Phillips (laughs) (laughs) most people had no idea and something else and you can maybe speak to the to the the thing that he and Joanna had done setting up the the homeless shelter but another another uh uh memory that I have and, and I realize that especially in a world that is so easily divided and, and how people mm-hmm. of one thought or the other can rarely get into a conversation without it becoming really divisive and then they accomplish nothing. Right. And one of the things I remember <clears throat> talking to him about in his, in his later years was he was in cardio rehab and he was in mm-hmm. that thing he did, I guess he did it two or three times a week and in there with him 
were some folks from the local community who were also um, very different ideologically or politically. Mm -hmm. And they made an agreement. They all knew each other. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. But he said, we went in there, we, got, we saw who was there, and we said, you know what? We're going to be doing this. Why don't we just get to know each other and not talk about politics? Mm -hmm. And he said it was one of the most valuable experiences that he had because he realized that if you can get to know someone and realize what it is that makes them feel the way they do, Mm -hmm. then you might be able to talk to them about right. it rather than having the conversation start from an ideological standpoint. Versus yes. attacking the different ideology. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was... wise guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus being in cardio rehab, they're all there because they have something very important in common yes. and that should be sort of the main objective of being in there and not different the ways of thinking. Stress, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. The last place you need to argue and have stress. Exactly. Is in cardio <laughs> rehab. Right. That's yeah. it. So he was, you know, continuing, conti continuing to learn all the wow. time, and mm -hmm. that's just it's inspiring. And that's a real lesson for all of us. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's great you're carrying on with his work and his words and, mm. and all that stuff. So, um, let me see what else. So you're down here playing in the the Santa Cruz area tonight. You played Mission City with Michael McNevin last night. Yeah. How was yeah. that? It was, was fantastic. Great. It was yeah. a good crowd. He's one of my favorite songwriters. He's a yeah. great guy too. He opened the show with his bass player. Patrick. Oh, Patrick. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was really nice. And then we just had a great, fun time. Mm -hmm. It was raining, and people still came yeah. out. And that's good. That's yeah. always It was raining a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine people have cabin, fe cabin fever by this time yeah. of the year if it's right. still pouring rain. But yeah. we thank people for coming out, and, and it was great to see Michael again. You know, yeah. performers generally, we get to know each other, and we see each other so rarely, and yet it's a family that uh, when you do get a chance to even spend an evening with someone sharing music, it's it's yeah, a, it's an it's old a big friend. time. Yeah, so many of these people we meet around the country. <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, we see them here and there, festivals, yeah, all back east, and um, yeah, and that's the only times we really see one another. Yeah, so I was going to ask, how far is your? So you're down here and you're playing. We'll talk about American River at the end, but you're. So what what is what is your typical reach? How far do you go and play? And where can people find you? Typically, we don't have a typical reach we, anymore. We've played all over this country. Oh, okay, um, we've played. Uh, in Europe and, and in Greece where we like to travel to we've done some gigs there and, mm -hmm. and we're planning on going back to uh, to Europe and, and trying to make you know some more inroads there mm -hmm. no we're going in to France and Greece no, in November oh, nice. on a, sh a little tour mm -hmm. that's being arranged right now great but, but I would say our typical reach because I think one thing that has kind of kept us under the radar and I don't think it's the quality of our music or our or, or songs or anything. I wouldn't say so, no. It's that we've chosen to have a life. We have a relationship. We have a home. Mm -hmm. um, and so many friends we know on the road have, um, they, they mourn the lack of roots. They have maybe more prestige or they are yeah. more well-known. They're doing better in that sense. But um, so anyway, our choice to have a home mm -hmm. has kind of kept us from going out for months at a time. So yeah. we'll go out for now a week or two weeks. But uh -huh. um, like this was just to come down to, we played the Bay Area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we did radio. And then mm -hmm. we uh, played Don Quixote's. We're doing radio here. Don Quixote's tonight. We mm -hmm. played Mission City. Um, we're going to go to Texas. We'll have like a string of three or four gigs mm -hmm. in Texas. And, and then in, in July, we have a string of three or four gigs up in the northwest and Gig Harbor in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So we'll go to regions and play yeah. 
you know, enough to be able to come home with money in our pockets and sure. cover all our expenses. And buy horse feed. And <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's pay the mortgage, pay the bills, buy food for the animals, and then go to Greece. Well, and you've chosen a little more, not, it's not a call, but a little more balance. You've got a home life with some critters and things going on there they, versus being on the road all the time. They probably drive Paul crazy, but they're what keep me totally grounded mm -hmm. and ready, able to do anything that we do. Well, yeah, I did marry into that little <laughs> bit of insanity, but that still is, is um, you know, it's a choice that I willingly made because yeah. because it is a, I love to travel and we both do and, and yeah. we love, to, we love to, t to take our music on the road, but I think that to not have a home to come back to was never in the cards. We always, right. you know, and I noticed like on your album, you have a picture there of, a, of your wonderful dog. Mm -hmm. and, and one of them. We'll get one yes, of them. See, that's totally. Yeah. And like you, we believe in dog. That's home. Yeah. We believe in dog. So. Yes. Yeah, I think that we just, um, that was, that was from the very beginning, that was just the way it was going to be. Mm -hmm. We were going to, we were going to have a life that, that combined all those things. And that was going to mean that music as a profession was going to be what, a particular way for us where it might have been different for someone else. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's yeah. okay. Yeah, and plus the choices you make influence your songwriting. So by, I think so. So what you write is based on where you live and what you do and yeah, it all works together. Yeah. That's right. Mm. And it's so good. It's so amazing that we're all different. We all have yeah. different voices, and we all have different shoes to fill. Yeah, what, makes the what, world of colorful. Things. Yeah, and what continues to boggle me is just that guitar with six strings, you know, and those tune like that. Everybody has a different voice. The yeah. the billions of songs that come out of that same instrument with different opinions, different points of view. Some are songs are funny. Some are sad. There's my yeah. all that. It's mm -hmm. just amazing. It, it, it always amazes me. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's great watching other songwriters. But it's the same kind of guitar that I play, and look what they did. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's a wonderful really, thing. It's really cool. Yeah. It's, what a gift. And how amazing it is that we all get to do that. Yeah. And meet people along the way, which yeah. is really the real dividend as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Absolutely. So, let's talk about one local gig, too, you're doing in September. You're doing the American River Music Festival. Yes. We are. Yeah. <clears throat> we are. So yeah. our first time at that festival. Mm-hmm. So we're looking Which is to down that. the road from you, more yeah, or less. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it's nice. We've done the Kate Wolf Festival several times uh -huh. from the time it was at Caswell Vineyards up oh, okay. into into yeah. Langville. So it's really nice to be kind of in the center of these great festivals. You don't have to arrange lodging. You don't. Have to yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Actually, um, they they have encouraged us to come and stay, which uh -huh. we, we love to go to festivals and stay yeah. there. Yeah. So we, you know, even though it's close to home, we're going to be oh no, nice. oh, we'll be, be there staying. for the weekend. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're doing, um, one of the things we're doing while we're there is, is a, a sit-down, in-the-round kind of thing with uh, Keith Greninger mm -hmm. and Dan Kai, which we did up in Nevada City right, just a little right, while right. ago and, and at the Cosmic Cafe uh -huh. in Cosserville. And it was part of the inspiration for wanting to do the show we're doing tonight with uh, Lisa Feynman and, and Kimball Hurd, rather than have two separate sets right. to, to kind of figure out a way of creating a little random magic. Right? Yeah. And the rounds are really fun. Yeah. I yeah. love those. Yeah. I'm doing a, I started a series out there. I'm pointing if you're watching at home. Mm -hmm. At a little art gallery and I'm doing in the rounds every other month and I just bring in two of the songwriters and just throw it together and sometimes they know each other, sometimes they don't. Yeah. yeah. And it's always it's it's great. It's great fun. Yeah. yeah. Magic things happen. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'd like to say too, Matt has been doing the American River uh, Music Festival for a few years and and it's This is your 5. This is your 5. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's a wonderful festival. It's it's small and and I would just encourage Internet. yeah and I would just encourage people uh, if they haven't been it, you know if they've been that's wonderful and if they haven't been and they're thinking about going please do because you know all these experiences need support 
especially in, in hard times, it's, mm-hmm. it's really important that we, that we do whatever we can to support um, the artistic endeavors of, of the country. You know, it's yeah. Also to come together in hard times, to come together to that degree, uh-huh. to, it, whether it's in the enjoyment of music or whatever, just to come together as community and have a beautiful weekend by the river yeah. with your family or with your loved ones or by yourself, whatever. You'll find people there that you can yeah, and I think commune it's, with. And I think it's kind of a unique experience because it combined hiking and rafting and there's the main stage acts on the weekend but then at night there's always some the main stage acts play somewhere else they have workshops in the morning i am doing we're doing something one night at some oh which night friday night at some friday night friday night at the earth trick camp yeah we're playing for dinner a dinner after the so we're doing opposing gigs are we (laughs) are we really yeah we are so i'm gonna miss you you are oh well i'm just hosting i do the um this is the third year that i've done it at the american river resort the first year, well, three years ago, it was an open mic, and then mm-hmm. it kind of became a songwriter showcase. So this year, it's a they're calling it a showcase of it. So it's ten songwriters doing three song sets. Great. And I get to play a couple of tunes, open it up, and then what's the? Even though it's not a contest, somebody sort of gets chosen to play a tweener on the main stage. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah tweeners are good. We yeah, to and do it gives one a chance for people to Kate see Wolf. other songwriters in one venue, which is nice too. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. we'll see you there then. Yeah. yeah, we'll be there. Another thing I'm doing that uh, I'll just take a moment to. Yeah, to promo because it's kind of new. One of the as we were talking about earlier, one of the things I do enjoy still doing is playing high energy mm-hmm. electric music. And and I'm in a band now. It's kind of new with a guy from Placerville, um, who people at the American River Festival would know. Johnny Johnny Mojo, Mojo. I know Johnny. He so played last year. He yeah, played he a did. Showcase last year. He great did. guy. And then he came to our camp and played. He's a mm-hmm. wonderful guy, a great guitar player, and I've had the pleasure of working with him for about a year and a half in a band that has a new name, uh, Achilles Wheel. <laughs> and we do a lot of everything, including yeah. a lot of original music. So yeah. we're going to be playing at, a, I'm forgetting the name of the venue, but it's the after party at whatever place that is in Lotus, some some nightclub there. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Gringos. Okay. And you're playing Evangelines too, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I saw you up on the board when I was there. I'm playing there <laughs> with Johnny this coming Saturday on the 26th of March. Okay. Yeah. And we're playing there in May. And we're playing on May 7th. May 7th. Eleanor and I will be at Evangelines. Oh, nice. It's a great place. Yeah. Evangelines is just wonderful. Yeah. She's a great yeah. supporter of the arts. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. I love those intimate little venues. I, I really do love the nice, big, luscious theaters with uh-huh. beautiful sound. That's one of my favorites. And festivals are always fun but there's something about being in the house concert situation or which is what advance is basically it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's a cafe yeah. where like a house concert it's, you see everybody yeah. and you can talk to everybody mm-hmm. and it's it's lovely yeah I think when I was there it was funny because I think I, I probably talked through 25% of my set because people were laughing and listening to the stories and during the break I actually went to Vans and I said Am I talking to much? No, it's great. It's just like, you know, it's just a wonderful listening crowd. They want to hear what you have to say and, yeah. and, and sing. Yeah, yeah, it's all part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. And just once again, the American River Resort, it, American River Festival is September 16, 17, 18. Yeah. And we'll see you there and hopefully before and somewhere else, too. Yes, Absolutely. Around Thanks. and about. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mike. And congrats on, on the new record. Thank I really you. like From the Fire. So, yeah. Uh, We're pretty happy with it. Oh, what's your website? You can throw that out Yikes. there, too. Well, we are going to have the. The, the, we're having a new website built right now. Mm-hmm. If we our our domain to... is uh, camac.com. It's okay. Cam and Mac, three M's, K-A-M-M-M-A-C.com. But it's it's not happening at the moment. Okay. But I would say within a few weeks, it should be able oh, to. By the time this gets up, it'll it's be been obsolete bit. for so many years, and now we finally have somebody okay. who's building a new one for us. But you can Google us. 
Paul Cam and Eleanor McDonald, okay. and we'll, you'll find all the other. We have Sonic Bids profiles, okay. you know, Reverb Nation, Facebook. And then on my side, I'll link to you too. Okay, Great. cool. Thanks. cool. Yeah. Thanks again. Good yeah. meeting you. Thanks. Absolutely. Nice. I think I, I think we met before. We probably did. Yeah, you know, along the way. Somewhere. So, somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to meet you again. Once again, Paul Kim and Eleanor McDonald, who I just confirmed you can now find at. Uh, let me nonchalantly click back. CamMac.com. It's K A. M-M-M-A-C.com. Three M's, cammac.com. The new website is up. There is, there's music and press. There's some show information. They're very busy this summer. Uh, there's also a link to Eleanor's blog. And if you go to Eleanor's blog, it seems like the majority of the entries are about dogs and horses with photographs. And if you know anything about my interests and what I tend to write about, I'm there. So uh, check out cammac.com. And of course, check out the American River Music Festival. Uh, it's Again, it's September 16th, 17th, and 18th. What I didn't mention earlier is that there's a there's an early bird discount on tickets, which uh, expires on July 15th. So you've got about three weeks to get your early bird, you know, kind of little discount in. Again, the American River, Music, American River Music Festival is in Coloma, California, Lotus, California, along the river. Three campgrounds service the main stage. Uh, there's rafting, hiking, a bunch of really cool people, and a really place to hang, really neat place to hang out for a weekend. Paul and Eleanor are playing the main stage on Saturday with our friends Day and Kai and Keith Graninger. Uh, they're also doing, I believe, the Earth Trek set on Friday night. And if you have any doubts about who's playing where, of course, the place to go is AmericanRiverMusic.org. Everything's up there. Uh, coming up next on Songs and Stories, I'll be talking with, like I said earlier, the Austin band, Band of Heathens, which really evolved out of um, three songwriters who had a regular gig at the same place, and they found some common ground, formed a band, and they're, they're just great songwriters and a really cool band. They're also playing the festival, and I'll probably be posting that probably in a week or so. I want to keep these kind of close together because they are kind of themed, and I want to get word out about the festival while this early bird price discount is in effect um, one more plug for my side if i can get that in if you go to michaelgather.com it's m-i-c-h-a-e-l-g-a-i-t-h-e-r.com i'll put together a blog for this episode songs and stories 110 and i'll link to paul and cam's site i'll also link to the keith and dan interview i'll find some links to um utah phillips as well and I'll give you a link to Joe Craven, who did that beatbox thing on Ship Gonna Sail. So check out my website and uh, learn more about Paul and Eleanor or the other people I've interviewed. And if you happen to be up in the Placerville area in a couple of weeks, again, I'm playing with Kenny Rabaroff and Tamara Gotti at the Cosmic Cafe in Placerville on Saturday, July 9th. I'll also be on K and Wesley Robertson's KVMR show, Rockin' and Stompin'. That afternoon at about 2.30. So check all that out at michaelgather.com. Check out Paul and Eleanor's site. And uh, above all, uh, look at the AmericanRiverMusic.org website. There's a lot of real... It's a really just a, a neat little festival, and it's really growing. And this is the fifth year, so it's kind of a big little milestone for a big little festival. Uh, once again, my big thanks to Paul and Eleanor for taking the time. I know when I talked to you, you were sort of played the night before or on your way to a next gig and you waited waited for me at kpig i really appreciate your time and nice to get to know you too finally i'm sure we'll cross paths again a big thanks to kc cafe radio and grateful dread radio for recarrying this program back east we appreciate all the exposure and most of all you know thank you for listening whether you found me on the web 
my my website, iTunes, or one of the podcasting website thingies out there. Thanks for taking the time to listen and learn about these great independent artists. We really appreciate it. I'll talk to you next time in about a week on Songs and Stories. Thanks again. Take care. <laughs>